Hi everyone, welcome to the Understand the Bible podcast. You're about to listen to a sermon on Philippians chapter 3 verses 1 to 14 uh, and the theme is thinking about how Easter changes the way that we live, how we live in the light of Easter and especially of the resurrection. You might like to have the passage in front of you on your phone or in a Bible as the, it doesn't start with the passage being read so you might like to read it through first. Just to let you know that things are going to be changing on the podcast a little bit over the coming months. Um, I've started a one video a week program on uh, YouTube and that just means that the videos don't necessarily translate well into audio format, audio only format. So I don't think they'll be very good on the podcast. I will keep going with the sermons on the podcast and hopefully in due course I'll be able to develop the podcast a bit more. But thanks so much for bearing with me with your patience. I hope that you enjoy the sermons at least and um, I look forward to seeing you again soon. God bless. So that's the, the question that we're, uh, we're looking at today. How do we live in the light of Easter? How does it make a difference to us, not just at Easter time, but through, through the rest of the year as well? And the point um, that we're thinking about today is that we need resurrection, not just revival. And I mean revival in the sense of you know, reviving someone who is asleep or who is, you know, who's fainted or something. Um, we need resurrection, not, not just revival. And that's the point that, that Paul is, is making here. Um, and he sets the scene. He starts out with a contrast. He says that there are two kinds of people. He says that there are people who put confidence in the flesh. So he says we put, uh, put no confidence in the flesh. But he said these people who he's writing about put confidence in the flesh. So they are the, you might call them the Judaizers, the people who wanted the church in Philippi to obey uh, the law, every part of the law. And they put their confidence in their, their own obedience to the law. They thought that they were people who could achieve the righteousness that God wanted them to have. Um, through obeying the law and that's something which um, uh, is a typical I would say that's a typical human thing to, to think isn't it you know that we we keep the Ten Commandments I remember Guy, Guy always used to say he told this story when he was um, I think he took, took a funeral for someone and, a, and one of the relatives said to me oh you know uh, said to him oh she kept all the Ten Commandments and uh, you, you, know, you can imagine guys said, oh, really? <laughs> uh, but, uh, but that's the thing, isn't it? That people think, you know, that, that they keep all of the rules. And that is how we achieve uh, the righteousness, being, being right with God. That's how we achieve it, by keeping all the rules. And um, this is why he talks about uh, mutilators of the flesh, because in the law in the, the law of Moses, then circumcision was one of the things which, which was part of the law. That was part of the rules that you had to keep. And, but Paul says that's one kind of person. The other kind are those who, who serve God by his spirit and who boast in Christ Jesus and who put no confidence in the flesh. So that's the, by contrast to the other people. They serve God by the Holy Spirit. 
They only boast in Christ Jesus. They don't put confidence in themselves. And Paul goes on. He says, I have every reason to be one of the people who puts confidence in the flesh, in himself, uh, in his, his kind of um, physical nature. Um, he says he was um, circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews. So he was the, if you like, peak, um, peak Jew. I don't know if that's quite the right, the right way of putting it, because these days it sort of carries slightly different um, connotations. But he was saying, if, of law keepers, people who kept the, the law of Moses, Paul was like number one on the list. No one was, was more ahead of, uh, of it than he was. So he says, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless saying that he had every reason to be confident. He was faultless. Couldn't find a chink. But, he says, whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Even more than that, he calls it garbage. So all of the, the, the reasons, now if you imagine him having a list of reasons for confidence, he says he'd put a big cross through that. He says, no, it's all lost. It's not even a cross. Just throw it all in the bin. Uh, and that's because Christ is better, he says. Christ is better. I consider lost for the sake of Christ. So he's, he's put aside, thrown away all of the reasons that he had for confidence in himself. And he's, he's instead focused on Christ. Why is that? Why is Christ better? Well, that's because Christ can give us his righteousness by faith. That's because Christ can give us what we can't have. So what Paul is saying here, he's, he's not saying that Jesus Christ can give us a better version of righteousness. He's not saying it's like that our righteousness is like the cheap model, but Christ can give us the deluxe one. But he's saying it's, it's more like what we have is faith, but Christ can give us the real thing. So think about it. That imagine if you wanted a, a diamond, for example, and um, someone gave you a drawing of a diamond. A drawing of a diamond might be, might be nice, but it's not an actual diamond, is it? And I think that's like what, what Paul is saying here, that the righteousness that, uh, that we have is like that, that picture, the drawing, a rough sketch. That it might look like it, but it's not the real thing. But what Christ can give us is the real 24 karat diamond. You know, he, he can give us the real deal. And when we get the real deal, then you realise that what you had is just a, just a sketch, just a picture, and not a very good one of that. So that's what Paul is saying saying that what Christ gives is real, whereas what we have is basically faking it in ourselves. And so he says, I want to know Christ, this is um, verse 10, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. So he's saying that only Christ can give us new life, which is what we really need. Now, we don't need... Um, polishing up a bit. Now, God doesn't just 
you know, like to, to take us and say, well, you know, your righteousness there is, is pretty good. It just needs a few little polishes here and there just to make you, you know, a few little bits of forgiveness here and there. And what we need is a whole new life. No, we need to die. The, the sinful uh, self, the flesh, as Paul puts it, that needs to die. Then we can be raised with Christ. So we don't need just a bit of polishing or a bit of cleaning. We need a whole new life. And that's something that only Christ can give us. And he, he finishes out by saying, um, I haven't already obtained all this or arrived, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. So maybe the, the Judaizers or whoever, whatever we call them, they were saying, we've already got there, we've already got it. And that's quite typical, um, isn't it, of, of people who, who think they're already righteous, who think that, who believe in themselves as people who are good people. They think they're already good people and that there's no work to do to get better. And that's quite typical of, of the way that people think. But Paul says, no, I haven't got there already. I'm not saying that I've made it already. There is still more work to do and I'm pressing on. So Paul needs, says he needs to, to continue moving towards that goal, uh, to press on, to grow in grace. So there's still more work to do and there will be until, until we meet face to face with, with the Lord Jesus when we go to be, be with him. So I was just thinking about, um, about how this relates to our life in the light of Easter and I was thinking, are we, are we tempted to put confidence in, in the flesh, which is basically in ourselves, in our own ourselves by nature? Because this is the message that you hear from the world all the time. And especially younger people, I think this is the message that they hear. Um, I mean, I, I know I've mentioned this once or twice, but um, the song that, that my daughter Lydia, when she went to school and she was in reception she was taught a song which is um, you've got the power in you you've got the power now if there's anything wrong you know you can do something about it because you've got the power in you and that's what the message that the world teaches especially children and younger people but I think we all get it which is that if you've got a problem you can deal with it because it's in you it's in your strength and in your power but what Paul would say is actually we must put no confidence in the flesh, in ourselves. We need resurrection. We don't just need revival. We don't just need a bit of polishing here and there. But we need a whole new self. So what we should do is we should pray that God would reveal our need to us. I think part of the problem is we don't always realise our own need. We don't always realise uh, that this is what we need and we think we can go it alone. So we should pray that God would reveal to us ourselves, reveal to us our need. But also we should, uh, we should not grow weary of pressing on. And this is the, as Paul finishes it, he says, um, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. And I think that would be a good verse to, to remember. Now, if, you, if you're a person who likes to have verses around the house, 
um, and to stick it up on your fridge or on your cupboards or doors or whatever. This would be a good one, I think, to remember that, yes, we don't already have it, but we press on. Now, not to be discouraged, but to, to be optimistic and remember that by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can enjoy uh, change in this life. And we can and, and will look forward to that day where we will, this will be complete. And that where we will have that which we hope for in the here and now. We can trust in God to give us that which we, we hope for and which we long for. Uh, let's, uh, let's take a moment to pray as we, uh, as we close. And so Heavenly Father, we do pray that, that you would help us not to be, to be people who put confidence in the flesh, but instead to serve you by the, the Holy Spirit and to boast in Christ. And we pray that you would help us to be people, at Easter people, who are, are not simply um, uh, revived, but, but uh, raised to new life in Jesus Christ. Now please help us, we pray, to press on day by day in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.